to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insight. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NXT podcast. Hi there. I'm Zach. I'm your host. Excited to be here with you again for another exciting week of WWE stuff because nothing but good stuff is coming out at the moment here. Um, Before we get started... You can find me on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT, at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. You can find me over there. And usually we talk about the news and notes stuff that's going on. And I'm going to be honest, there's not a lot that's going to top what was already happening last week with all of this stuff coming out about uh, Vince McMahon. And it got announced last week that uh, that he was going to be appearing on SmackDown. And everybody was wondering what he was going to say, and then he came out and he said the tagline, the then, now, forever, and the most important part is together. I don't know why he's putting me in this. I didn't sign an NDA with anybody. We most certainly are not together. And then he just left. Uh, And then some people were surprised, and some people were really mad. Some people thought it was an awesome move. Uh, pretty, Pretty clear there that it's like, hey, we're not that worried about it, you know. We're uh, we're all in this together. I'm just uh, I'm just out here to let you know how big of a deal it's not. And thanks very much to uh, Minneapolis there for giving him a nice, warm welcome. I'm sure that made him feel great. I'm sure he appreciated that very much. I uh, heard a couple boos and then a bunch of cheers, and people were bowing down to him. And boy, I'm just I'm so glad that's uh, that's preserved on video. Then Vince decides he's going to double down. He's going to show up on Raw, too, because now it's on purpose. Because before this, there was this unspoken policy of Vince not really showing up on TV. Because Vince, the secret here is that he's not reliable on television anymore. Old Vince McMahon, like in the 90s, early 2000s, could go out there and cut a promo for an hour if you needed him to and make everybody hate him. This Vince McMahon is kind of rambling and uh, doesn't usually keep everything together the correct way and is not, again, reliable. And so they only use him when they feel like they need to. So like when he got headbutted by Kevin Owens... Or, you know, little spots like that. They certainly would not have him just coming out on SmackDown and coming out on Raw, the SmackDown and Raw right after these allegations come out. Unless it was just a little bit of a middle finger, like, hey, I'm not worried about it. Hey, we're all in this together. He just hyped up the John Cena return. I'm sure John really appreciated that. Did a thing where he was on the ring steps and he jumped down. Uh, and that became a little meme. Uh, so in addition to all the people that 
boosted their numbers for the SmackDown and Raw when he appeared. They also made memes out of it that were very funny, so I'm glad we're all staying on track with that. I'm glad that the meme is what we've gotten out of this. Um, So as we stand right now, nothing really extra has come out. Obviously, Stephanie is the interim CEO of the company. Uh, Vince is still in control of creative, so I'm not sure... I'm not sure if that's just a title, like if Stephanie is actually controlling anything or if it's just we're saying that and it's Vince. It sure does seem like that. Uh, But nothing else has really come out. Bruce Prichard is going to be the new head of talent relations because John Laurinaitis is not important enough. So John Laurinaitis, you see, is not in this together with Vince because... John Laurinaitis doesn't get to just go on television and be like, hey, people power, we're all in this together, and then come out on Raw after a SmackDown and just say whatever. He doesn't get to do that. He has to quietly all of a sudden not be in that job anymore and get replaced by Bruce Prichard. So the whole we're in this together thing, I don't know necessarily because we, John is not too terribly many levels below Vince, and at some point you're not important enough to uh, be on television to mock it. So Bruce has taken over as head of talent relations. Talent relations is notorious for being the most difficult, most thankless job that one can have in the wrestling business, and uh, seemed like Bruce was under enough stress already, but whatever, sure, let's give him the job. Why not, huh? And so, I don't know what happens from here, man. Uh, I, in my heart, don't understand how you could keep somebody as acting CEO and head of creative decisions when he has one NDA, much less multiple, and the position of power that he is in and the dynamic as it is set up and the amount of allegations that have come out. I don't know how you just come out of this investigation going, nope, he's good, we're all set he can keep controlling everything. So, like, in a perfect world, yeah, that guy doesn't get to keep doing that job. Uh, Realistically, I don't know. Terrible dudes get away with stuff sometimes. So, like, if he's just back one day and we're all just going to pretend this doesn't happen, I guess I won't be shocked. But, boy, that'll be crazy, huh? So I have no earthly idea what the future holds. I imagine at this point... It's just a continuing investigation, and we're just going to have to see how it plays out, and I don't know. I, I really, it's, it's the most trouble that Vince has been in potentially since the steroid trial, I think, where during the steroid trial... That's when he wore the neck brace, famously. Uh, There was a legitimate chance that Vince was going to be going to prison and had had set up contingency plans for if he were going to prison. I think it was on Bruce Prichard's podcast where they talked about it, where they said, you know, in case they said he was going to prison, he had the power structure set up in, in case he did. If ever there were a time when perhaps that would be a good idea, there probably hasn't been more of a time since then than right now. Because, boy, I don't know. 
I don't know. It feels like too much to just walk away from personally. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. I don't know. An interesting thing happened in terms of NXT, which is a sentence I don't get to say very much, in that one of the small headlines that came out was that Triple H was back at the uh, Performance Center uh, and telling people that he, quote, he's back, unquote. So, like, all right, first off, that's all we know. So, like, could have meant anything, you know? Could have meant anything at all, couldn't it? Could just have meant, you know, I'm back in the company and I'm going to be back helping, you know, people in the performance center, something I'm passionate about. But, of course, the place we go to is he's back in, uh, in, in NXT here, which kind of perked everybody's ears up a little bit. And it made me smile a little bit. Now, that would be interesting because that would maybe indicate to me that Stephanie becoming the CEO maybe has more implications than we maybe previously have thought. Now, I understand it's ridiculous to just completely go pie in the sky based off of an I'm back, but it is very exciting, and boy, it does feel like NXT was taken away from Triple H, not that he was, not that he was giving it away. And uh, I think in Vince's head, he gave NXT to Triple H, and Triple H was supposed to do to the independent scene what Vince did to the territory scene. So, like, what was supposed to happen is Triple H was supposed to kill all the independents, and to a degree that worked, but then AEW came along, and Vince was like, this is your WCW, so you should beat them, and they didn't. And then Vince was like, oh, you don't have it in you. And now Vince had to step down, and Stephanie is the CEO, and now Triple H is telling people he's back. Now, that's just, you know, that's just interesting. So, first and foremost, I would just hope that if he's back, that he's going to be able to do that role and it be the least amount of stress possible. He does have a condition he needs to look after, and that would probably be first. But I would be remiss as the host of the NXT show, the bulk of which, when I hosted, was a Triple H product and was wonderful, if we didn't play this out a little bit and just do a what-if, completely understanding that we are going to get our hopes up only to be disappointed, but doing it nonetheless. If Triple H took NXT back over, like, kind of what would it look like, you know? So the, the thing, the good thing, I guess, would be is he would probably get rid of the more ridiculous elements that they just kind of threw darts at a wall and went with the super bright lighting with the white ropes and white mat probably not anymore we can probably keep the super colorful logo whatever um some of the super ridiculous main storyline type things would probably start to disappear because triple h's version of nxt was very much like a best part of wwe with a best part of an independent pushed together and nxt 2.0 is just the main roster with less attention paid to it and younger people doing it so that would probably be good right we could have kind of a mixture halfway between because some of the presentation of nxt 2.0 is not bad at all apollo cruz is back in nxt he's lost the accent and he looks like a badass he looks awesome he made his journey looks really cool 
before he went to the main roster, Apollo Crews was being built up by NXT, and part of the reason he didn't work on the main roster is because he never got a chance to introduce himself to us. So some of those elements can still be used. I guess the issue would be we're going to have to rethink how we do things because between the main roster and releases and all this stuff, we've lost a lot of the talent that we had, and there was a change in philosophy of, all right, no more of these indie wrestlers. We're going after athletes that we can mold. So now you have like a very different version of a roster. However... You do have a Braun Breaker, you have a Carmelo Hayes, you have your top guys, you have a bunch of really good talent, so I think maybe this could be great. Now again, do I think Triple H is coming back? No, him just telling people he's back isn't enough for me to be like, okay, it's going to be different now, boys. But if he were to, I think that would be very helpful because I think... People like to say that it's a Shawn Michaels product now, and I don't know Shawn Michaels, and I don't know what his vision of wrestling would be, but I bet it's not this. I think this might be like a mix of Vince and Bruce and whoever else kind of throws ideas in. So if we were to get Triple H back under his vision and revamp what we have here in NXT, which is a product that will never inherently not be interesting because it's just the ridiculousness of the main roster with characters that you haven't gotten a chance to care about yet. Like, it'd be like if you were watching Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens do their stuff, but you didn't care about them. If you didn't care about those guys so much, that stuff would be lame. And that's what NXT is right now. And what it used to be was like, here's what the independents bring. We're independents bring. Nailed it. We're going to use WWE level production. And we're going to have them present their characters more than they would in an independent. And that's what we're presenting to you. And all of our takeovers are going to be better wrestling shows from front to back than your pay-per-views. And we're going to go like that. And you can adopt some of that mentality with these folks. If Triple H were to get control of it again and be able to present the product in a serious way that focuses on the wrestling, I think that would be great. Even the small change from NXT week to week to the premium live events they do, the premium live events are usually really good because it's just a wrestling show with WWE production. They have their highlight packages, the stories have been told, and now it's time for the wrestling. And for the most part, that's where people who can actually work get a chance to shine. And so if we could focus more on that, I think it would be a much more fun show to talk about, certainly for my purposes. It would be it would be great if if Triple H were coming on back uh, you know, to to write the ship, but I mean, if he if he does, it's presumably just because Vince had to step down, and then if Vince comes back, like, does this just happen again, or are we just is Triple H just getting another shot at it? I'm confused with it. I'm not sure who's running it now. I'm not sure what's going on with a lot of stuff. If I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, but I mean, we're going to keep we're going to keep talking about the show, and then hopefully, maybe. 
somebody new takes control of it, and hopefully maybe somebody new takes control of the company. Like maybe Stephanie's not the interim CEO anymore. You know, maybe we don't put Vince back, and then we don't have to deal with any of this or any of the horrible Vince stuff. That would probably be a good twofer, I reckon. I'll take that deal. Certainly I'll take that deal. Now, as far as NXT itself goes, it wasn't it wasn't the most eventful episode that we have ever had. Obviously, it kind of it feels like we're in a little bit of a holding pattern. If I'm going to be honest with you, definitely feels like we are. But that's okay. Wesley got a chance to cut a promo. That was good. It was it was very much still a dude trying to figure it out, but he's got some fire in him and basically was like, "Hey, a lot of bad stuff has happened and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I know I'm going to prove to you that I am the effing best." That's what I do know. And you know what? I'll take that right now. This, like, again, cannot stress enough how much I am going to give him a pass on everything he's doing right now because this is something, as a singles person, that he was not even going to have to think about for a while. The, the t- MSK, <clears throat> excuse me, MSK was going to be a team for a long time, and they had been a team for a long time before that. And maybe you think about what you're going to do as a singles a little bit, but you're not prepared to just go and do it way too early. So just one day, this dude's partner of I don't even know how many years is just gone, and there's probably no shot he's coming back whatsoever. You just got to forget about it. Can't mention him, can't say nothing. And now you just got to figure it out, man. And now you're in like a WWE feud where you're fighting the same guy over and over, and you just... Week to week, nothing stops, nothing. You just got to go out there and figure it out by yourself now. So this dude is doing incredible just to be out there at all, frankly, is incredible to me. But he's got some fire in him, and I think there's something in him. I thought there was going to be something in him when I first saw MSK on NXT, I, I said Wesley was going to be the guy. So at some point, he will be able to put something together that is going to be able to showcase him in the way that I think he has the potential for. But we're going to have to give him a minute. And then Trick Williams kind of clowned on him a bit. And basically, I don't feel bad for you and so on and so forth. So it seems like we're doing Wesley and Trick Williams while Carmelo Hayes deals with the North American title stuff. I like this. I like when you have a a group that doesn't break up. They just agree to go do different stuff for a bit. Like Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams aren't breaking up. It's just that like, hey, on one night it might be Trick Williams having a fight and then Carmelo might have a fight and they're both cool going their separate ways for a minute to go handle different stuff. I like that. I like that. It's like with the New Day when like Kofi or Big E were champion where it was like agreed upon that like we are still the New Day. We're just going to go do this while being the New Day. That's a that's kind of a perfect way to to do it. So it's good that there's like an actual feud with Wesley. This is good for Wesley. It's also good for Trick Williams for to to do his own stuff cuz right now 
he's known as the guy for Carmelo Hayes, which is fine. But, you know, if he's going to also be a guy in the ring, this is a good time to get him some feuds and some matches in to see what he's got and, you know, have him showcase what he's got. He looks like a million bucks. He's a really good talker. He presents himself like a star. Just see what he's got in the ring also. And Wesley needs different people to fight with, for the love of God. So let's do it. So I was happy. I'm very happy that those two are together. I think it's going to be perfect, and I hope they put on just a banger of a match. Grayson Waller on this show beats Solo Sokoa. It feels like we've been bouncing around these guys a lot. This kind of felt to me like just a de facto number one contender for the North American title. I don't know. It here's the thing with Solo Sokoa. On one hand, like you could you could have put the North American title on him yesterday, or they could be not putting the title on him because he's not gonna be in NXT very long because he's family with the Usos and Rome and he's probably going up and gonna be in the bloodline. But also, like, you have Roman around less, so do you bring him in and just have him with the Usos? Like, what do you do with him? So, Solo Zuko is weird. He's a guy like Braun Breaker, where I don't really know what to do in my head with him, because I know at any minute they could just decide, oh, we're bringing him up. Although, I guess Vince is still making creative decisions, so yeah, he could just make that decision tomorrow. So, at this point, Grayson Waller beats Solo Sokoa. Fine. Solos Koa can take a loss. Grayson Waller is one of those stars that's not always treated as a main event star, but I think will be. Or at least he has the ability to be, I should say. I'm going to say that. Katana Chance and Caden Carter won their tag. Katana Chance is just... It's just a... They just did that one week and changed your name, Casey Catanzaro, to, to... to Katana Chance and like I don't know what did you did you think that like you're just gonna rename him to that and that was just I mean I guess it was just cool cause you did it and it's fine but I got used to saying their names together like that and then you just switched it and I know that's not her name also like she was on your television show with a different name you gotta catch that before she's on your show whatever who cares nobody cares Diamond Mines, Damon Kemp, and Roderick Strong won their match. Here's the thing. At this point, the Diamond Mine thing, like, I mean, on one hand, you've got the NXT Tag Champions. So, like, there is that. you got Julius and Brutus, and they're stars, man. Or if they're not yet, they're going to be here shortly. And Roderick Strong was supposed to be the guy in Diamond Mine, but then... You really had him do nothing, and then, you know, Roddy kind of just wants to be released because he's one of the few old-generation NXT guys around, and there's nothing for him. And he's like, well, I'm not going to the main roster. You basically got nothing for me here. Like, what am I, what's the point? Why don't you release me? But for some reason, he's one of the people that they're just like, no, no, we're not going to release you. No, we're not. I don't know if that's because you assume he'd go to AEW and be with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Or if it's just, I mean, it's not that they see something with him because they're not doing anything. So it must be that. It must be that they know for a fact he would, or they think they know, he would go to AEW 
and they don't just want to hand him over, but goodness gracious, you're not doing anything with him. Like, Diamond Mind is just a thing that 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 is just still around. It's nothing. And it's not their fault. It's just there was nothing that was going to be done with them. And so I don't... I just... I don't understand holding on to people who you're not going to do anything with because you're scared they're going to go to a company that might do something with them. Like, get them off your books. You're firing a bunch of people who want to work for you to make your profit margins look better. So why don't you just release this person that really wants to be released and save some money? I don't understand. It's a weird company, man. That's fine. Von Wagner beat Brooks Jensen. They're still... Still going with Von Wagner. Bless his heart, man. I mean, again, you know what? To be fair, this is supposed to be the point of NXT 2.0. It's, it's people that are not ready yet, and this is going to help them get ready. And you know what? To be fair to him, if you put a bunch of your favorite wrestlers' early stuff on television and uh, made it readily available every single week, and boy, they probably wouldn't have looked good either, but... This is part of the process. Maybe one day Von Wagner ends up being a really good character and we're just seeing the beginning of it. That would be the hopeful view. But WWE is not really like a long-term company and I know it's way more likely that Von's not in this company later. So it makes it hard to attach to him now. But he is working hard. He is getting better to his credit. So if that is the point of NXT 2.0, it's doing its job in this case. You know? So Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams beat Tony D'Angelo. Um, so Carmelo keeps his North American title. Now, Carmelo was North American champion, then lost it, now got it back. And so he's got a few people to deal with here. You know, he's got Tony D'Angelo, obviously, to deal with. He's got Solo Sokoa out here. He's got Cameron Grimes out here. He's got Grayson Waller out here. I don't see any reason for him to lose that title anytime soon. He's already lost it once, and I don't even really know that he needed to lose it that time. I certainly don't see a point in taking the title off of him again. Like, Solo Sokoa is, I at some point, I would assume going to be going to the main roster to be in the bloodline. I would just think that they're going to use that at some point once they have something for it. Cameron Grimes just won the title. There's no reason to go Carmelo, then Cameron, then Carmelo, then Cameron. That, is, that would just be for no reason whatsoever. Uh, he just beat Tony D'Angelo, and I don't know that you put a title on Tony D'Angelo. I just don't know that that is a character that you put a title on. Um... You know, that's a character that gets cheered and, you know, can have really fun matches. But I just don't know that that character's, you know, ever going to be like... I mean, maybe North American champion, but I don't even see that. But certainly not like NXT champion. But, you know, that's fine. And then I guess Grayson Waller would be the other one. And I suppose that there's always the chance that, that Grayson Waller takes that title. But... I don't think Grayson Waller needs a title at the moment. And I think that I'd rather have Grayson Waller going after Braun Breaker at some point rather than him going after Carmelo Hayes because I think Carmelo Hayes should just stay the North American champion 
until either we're ready to move him up to NXT champion or he's going to be going up to like the main roster. Because at some point here, Carmelo Hayes is going to be the guy in NXT. And it's probably, again, not going to happen until Braun Breaker goes up uh, to the main roster. Because that's who everybody focuses on. That's who the company focuses on. But uh, Carmelo Hayes is better in the ring. He's a really good talker. Uh, and he can be an A-level guy for you. And at some point, they're going to see that. So I just, I see no reason to take the title off of him unless, one, you're going to move him up to the main roster, or two, you're going to put him in the NXT title scene, which I don't think they're going to do because I, I don't think you need Braun to beat Carmelo, and Carmelo's probably not beating Braun, even though that would be a good way to do it. So whoever his next challenger is going to be, whether it's Grayson Waller or it's Solo Sokoa, I think he keeps it. And I think that's pretty cemented by him having lost it previously. Now I think you, you keep it on him for a good long while. Braun Breaker is your NXT champion. He's done with, he's done with Joe Gacy. So we'll have to see who his next challenger is. Hopefully it's a more interesting story because that one that one was weird that one was just weird uh is the whole thing about it and it was entertaining i suppose but it was also super weird and seeing meathead Braun breaker fight magic basically uh was delightful but i just want him to go and like have like a real good wrestling match against a really good opponent would be good personally for me but uh, that's about it for NXT. Not Again, not the most eventful. You headlined it with your B title. You know, just kind of a get-by week on NXT as these last few weeks have been for obvious reasons. Uh, NXT is probably not a super priority at the moment. Uh, and so we kind of are just getting by here. But uh, you could let me know what you thought of the show one more time. On Twitter at Zach NXT at Z A C H N X T. But that is it for NXT, so that's it for me. I have been Zachary Smith. You have been fantastic as always, and thank you for listening.